Below the Bar podcast is not meant to be taken as legal advice. It is purely used for entertainment purposes. Corbin and I are not attorneys. In fact, we haven't even graduated law school yet. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. We don't even know if we're going to graduate. That's scary. So if you have any legal concerns, please, 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 I urge you guys to seek an actual attorney. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's all I have to say. Hey guys, welcome to Below the Bar Podcast. My name is Drew. With me as always is Corbin. How's it going? And we got another good one for you today. We're talking about Terry v. Ohio. Uh, it's a pretty pretty big criminal procedure case. It deals with search and seizure. Yeah, it's an important one. It goes into our Fourth Amendment rights and basically lays out what ended up allowing a Terry stop which we know is a controversial subject. Um, some people are for them, some people are against them. But it, this is a very important case. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's again, it's very controversial. But we're going to get in. You're probably wondering what a Terry stop is. Uh, it's also known as a stop and frisk. It's basically, well, we'll get into that more. But first, I just kind of want to talk about Terry v. Ohio generally. So this case took place in Ohio, obviously, Terry v. Ohio. Uh, it was in Cleveland, I believe, where the incident at issue here took place. Right, yeah, and I believe this happened around the 1960s. I think the case was in 1966 or 68 was the final hearing. Yeah, yeah, so I just kind of did some research. I was curious, you know, the 60s was definitely a tumultuous time in in America with the civil rights movement and everything, so I kind of sure. wanted to see what was going on in Cleveland, and I found that Quite a bit, actually. So there was definitely several civil rights-related riots in Cleveland throughout the 1960s. Uh, oftentimes, these led to violent clashes between African-Americans and police officers. There was the Hoff riots. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but, <laughs> but I deal with it. Uh, it. It took 2,200 Ohio National Guardsmen to, you know, stop the violence. You know, they had to right, come in yeah. and kind of... Uh, then you also have the Glenville shootout, which involved African-Americans and police officers clashing and what ultimately left seven people dead. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, this is the 60s. So and you mentioned that civil rights, again, was a big issue and a lot of racism throughout the country, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of, you know, just a fun little history lesson, I guess. But we'll get into the substance of Terry v. Ohio, where it's in Cleveland, you have these guys. There was two or three of them. I believe there was two. Two of them. Yeah. Okay. And they met up with a third later or something, but... Something like yeah. that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what happened. But yeah, there were two guys, at the beginning at least. Yeah. And they were... What were they like? They were basically um, walking back and forth past this jewelry shop. And they would stop and basically look in through the window and try to see what was going on. And there was a t detective, and I believe he said that they he saw these guys walk past and look in the window like about 20 times or 22 times or something like that, as if they were casing the place, getting ready to rob it. So eventually the detective, who had been a detective for a long time, he was known as like a veteran detective, eventually went up to them and basically was like, hey guys. 
I'm an officer, I'm a detective, what's going on? And they both just kind of looked at the detective and they were just like, um, uh, well. <laughs> Which, guys, if you're ever questioned by police, maybe don't go, duh, um, <laughs> yeah, well. like, we're not telling you how to commit crimes or anything, <laughs> but, but if you're going to commit a crime, there's pr- might be some law enforcement involved and you should probably be ready to yeah. be like, oh no, we were just taking a walk and this is our normal route. Not we're just, yeah. Not just lock up and be like, oh, not, we weren't going to rob the place, that's for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just completely uh, incriminate themselves. Yeah. We weren't scoping the joint to rob it later on tonight. That's not at all. Well, now I feel like you were scoping the joint to rob <laughs> it. I don't know what would give you that idea, officer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. So, yeah, they were definitely, it, it was suspicious. This officer stopped. He He identified himself. He ultimately conducted a pat down of their outer clothing and found revolvers right yeah one or two he uh on both of them they yeah. both had okay. a pistol yeah so he you know he, he conducts this search he finds this evidence in the revolvers and he arrests them well the whole issue kind of hinges on was this a lawful search and seizure here of this evidence yeah because like as we talked about this case hinges a lot on your fourth amendment rights and some of the rights that the Fourth Amendment protects is there's the right for people to be secure within their persons, their house, their papers, and any basically anything that they own, you have a right to basically... You have be, a right to privacy. To, yeah, yeah, to be private. Yeah. It protects against unlawful searches and seizures. And that's really what this case hinges upon. So Terry and the guy that he was with end up going to court. And basically say that the pistols should not be allowed to be entered into evidence because they were a result from an unlawful search and seizure. Yeah, exactly. Well, so let's talk about, I guess, just searches generally here. You, you, we, typically, you need a warrant to conduct a search. I don't think that's anything that shocks people. Right. But there's definitely exceptions to uh, the, the warrant requirement where you are, as a police officer, able to conduct a search without a warrant. And one of those is just what happened here. And that's decided by the courts. You have stop and frisk. Right. The court ends up saying with a stop and frisk or a Terry stop, basically, if a cop has reasonable suspicion, that's an important term is reasonable suspicion. If they have reasonable suspicion that criminal activity is happening, then for the safety of the officer and basically anybody around the situation, they are allowed to do this stop and frisk. It's a pat down of just their outer clothing. And then that's all it is. They can't go rummaging through stuff. If and it's a search for weapons, if they find something, if they're patting down the outer clothing and they feel that, you know, they feel something and it's readily apparent that it's a weapon, then they can go in and right. take it. If I have my phone in my pocket and they feel that, they can't be like, well, we felt something an object, yeah. so we decided that it was a gun, and then we ended up seizing it. You can't do that. Suspicion, man. That's an interesting, reasonable suspicion. Could you, I mean, like, I feel like it's pretty, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I've looked suspicious <laughs> in my life. Man. Yeah, I mean, there's times all the time whenever yeah. you do something, and then you're like, well, that kind of that seems strange. Why'd I do that? <laughs> Even if you're not doing anything wrong. I gotta so the one day I was you know, I was coming home from school, I was on the T, which is like the train here in Pittsburgh. Right. 
I, I get off of it and I just really wanted to go get my hair cut. Now, it's stupid. You know, I just really, I had a long day. I was just took public transportation. I was in a mood and I'm driving and this guy's going like 10 miles an hour in front of me. Right. So I put my arm out the window. You know, I didn't flip him off or anything. I just put my arm out the window and he stops in the middle of the road. And I'm like, great. Now I got to pull him next to this guy. So I pull up and he's like, got a problem. And I was like, yeah, you're driving. So we get in an argument, you know. As you do. Uh, at one point, he's like, my kids live on this road. And, you know, I knew as we were arguing that I was the idiot here. Like, <laughs> I was totally in the wrong, you know. But I just doubled down. And then we leave, he leaves, I leave, we go about our day. And I just had this, like, sour taste in my mouth the whole time about this situation. So I figured if I see him again, I'm going to apologize. Well, here's where the suspicion comes in. <laughs> so, like, a month later, I see, I'm driving down that road, and I see him by his truck in his driveway. All right. So, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make things right. I'm going to apologize. Perfect chance. Man. Yeah. So, totally unsuspiciously, I pull up. I block his driveway with my car. <laughs> I roll down my window. Now, he's kind of far away, right? So, I have to project. So, I go, hey! <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and he, like... It startles him. He looks back. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you remember me? You know, and like very threatening. Like, do you remember me? Right, right. And he's like, no. And I was like, we were fighting in the street a month ago. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like probably thinking I'm going to like kill him. Like, atta attack him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. You know, and he's like, oh, me too, man. And we made amends. But like, I could not have gone about that a, a, a more... Like a, or I guess like a less or a more suspicious way. Yeah, you, you know? did about everything that you could to make it seem like you were about to hurt this. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you can't leave. You're stuck. I, tra I trapped you in. You're stuck, boy. And now I'm gonna scream at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, back to back to Terry. Um, yeah, I mean exactly what you were saying is that the court said that you know if uh, the detective had reasonable suspicion and believing that the men were acting suspiciously the interrogation was warranted the pat-down was necessary because the detective had this reasonable suspicion to believe that the men were armed and dangerous and this is what is known as a terry stop yeah so i know we've mentioned reasonable suspicion a lot and like we said it's important but it's also important to note that before the ruling in this case the standard was not reasonable suspicion it was probable cause and probable cause is actually a higher standard, basically because you have to basically almost know there has to be a reason for you to think that this is happening, and then reasonable suspicion is much lower. If you think something is happening, then these stops are allowed. Yeah, reasonable suspicion is definitely a lower threshold. It's much easier to establish reasonable suspicion than it is probable cause. Right. But yeah, it's definitely you know a case that has obviously led to a lot of controversy because it essentially says that if officers can establish reasonable suspicion and one might say well you could theoretically you could be suspicious for anything yeah so which would just allow officers free range to just pat you down for weapons but yeah i mean we're not really supporting or denouncing the use of terry stops we're just kind of giving a general overview of what they are and how they came to be right yeah we obviously know there's been some problems with Terry Stops, but there's also good that came from sure. Terry Stops as well, I sure. believe, in my personal opinion. But we obviously are aware that there are also very negative points to this. And mm -hmm. I, I just think it was important to touch on 
all the things in this case, the reasonable suspicion, the Fourth Amendment, just to kind of lay out how we got to where we are with Terry Stops in the current world. Yeah, so I guess key takeaways from this episode, guys, would be, if you're going to apologize, don't block somebody <laughs> in their own here. driveway and scream at them. Also, if you're questioned by the police, have a story, for God's have, sake. Have something. Have something. I guess. <laughs> and just don't be reasonably suspicious in life. <laughs> That's just a general... <laughs> Easier said than done, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but that's all I have for Terry v. Ohio. I yeah. Um, I think we covered everything in this case and really hit everything we needed to to keep you guys informed. And that's what we're here for. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can check us out on... I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead, Corbin. You can check us out on Instagram, Spotify. We now have everything up on YouTube. As always, I know I say it, but if you have any ideas for cases that we should find humor in, talk about anything, just let us know. We actually just recently had a listener reach out to us, and she gave us an idea for a case that we're going to do in the near future, I believe. Yeah, it was exciting to see. And just hit us up on IG. It's Instagram. <laughs> it's what kids call it nowadays, IG. Did you, cool. you know that? I did. I'm really into yeah, your cool. youth. Of, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just hit us up and we will do what we can here, guys. And thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Have a good day. Yeah.